Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Rise Up in Business podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and for your continued support. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about um, an answer to a question that I get a lot, and that is, what happens if I don't have my agreement in writing? I'm going to focus on partnerships in particular in this episode because this is something that is very common, all too common in my opinion. So if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast or if you follow me on social media, you will hear me say all the time, prevention is better than cure and make sure you've got it in writing. And there's good reason for that. As you may know, I spent the first 12 years of my career working in litigation and dispute resolution. So I have seen it all go wrong time and time again. And something that was very common throughout that part of my career was people reaching the point where they were unable to resolve a dispute between themselves and they'd end up in court. And often it was because things weren't recorded in writing. And that might sound overly simplistic, but trust me, it's not. I'm going to use partnership agreements as my example in this episode because I have helped so many people extract themselves out of unsavory or untenable partnership relationships when they don't have a partnership agreement in place or when it's outdated and it's been varied. I'm going to draw on one example um, of a recent client of mine, of course, anonymously, and that's to provide some context to scenarios and how these things can pan out in real life. So as we know, when we enter into an arrangement in business, my advice and most solicitors' advice will be to record your agreement in writing and to do it at the beginning because, as I say, at the beginning, everyone's in love. There's plenty of love. Everyone's happy. Everyone's really enthusiastic. And that's the time when we should be nutting out all the detail. And importantly, that's the time when we should be nutting out our exit strategy. The benefit, of course, of having everything in writing is because then the expectations are crystal clear. The terms of the agreement are crystal clear and your path out, should you ever need to take it, again, are crystal clear. Now, as you can imagine, if you don't have that clarity in a written document, there is room for confusion. There's room for misunderstandings. There's room for misaligned expectations. And sometimes people can be so far apart in their recollection or their perception of what was agreed that it causes significant issues amongst the partners in the partnership. In the case I'm going to talk about, we have a situation where there were multiple partners in a service-based business. So a business providing services. There was no written partnership agreement, unfortunately, but there were a lot of text messages exchanged and there were a lot of emails. But of course, there were a lot of phone calls too and discussions early on. What that meant was after being in business for less than six months, frustration started arising because there were misaligned expectations as to who was going to do what and how much work people would do. So when we have conversations around, let's set up a business together, let's do this because we're all aligned, we've got similar values and we want the same things, 
That can sound great in those preliminary discussions, but it can look very different once we start actually functioning and operating this business. In my example that I'm working from today, we had a situation where one partner had just simply assumed that the other partners would work the same sort of hours that she did, really, really early until later in the afternoon. Two of the other partners, of course, weren't morning people and they have other commitments in their lives, which means they can't be in the business that early. Frustrations and tensions started to arise because certain things were getting done and, of course, certain things weren't getting done. And, of course, that has an impact on the revenue that's being generated. There was no document. There was no written document to refer to to say, well, you're letting the partnership down because you're not complying with your obligations under this clause. That didn't exist. So the discussions came about in unhelpful ways because they came about in circumstances of sheer frustration. And that frustration was heightened by financial pressure because the revenue wasn't hitting the targets that the partners thought that they would. Each of the partners had a different view as to why those revenue targets weren't being hit. And as we all know in life, as soon as things start getting personal, people start taking things personally, people get offended, fruitful discussion or meaningful conversations are a little more difficult to achieve. That's exactly what happened here. So things broke down to a point where within 12 months of this business having commenced, one of the partners wanted to exit. That brought with it a fresh set of challenges because there was no exit strategy agreed because going into the business, they didn't think to talk about an exit strategy because they didn't think they'd need to. They genuinely thought this was the answer to all of their desires. This is exactly what they wanted to do and that they would live effectively happily ever after in this business together in a really sustainable, profitable business. When it turned out that that was no longer the case, one of the partners wanted to leave. There were three partners that wanted to remain And it became virtually impossible for the four of them to sit together to talk about a sensible exit strategy for the partner that wanted to leave. It was at that point that I became involved and I was acting for the partner who wanted to leave. I'm just going to pause here for a moment on the example and say, once we get to a point in business or anything in life, but in business where resolution of an issue is unable to be achieved without external assistance, professional advisor, and when the lawyers get involved... That's the point where it starts becoming very expensive and it takes additional time to resolve. Of course, what that also does is has a negative impact on the value of the business because each of the partners are no longer focusing on what they should be focusing on to run their business profitably. Their time and energy is consumed trying to resolve the dispute that's arisen and working with their lawyers who they're paying for to help try to resolve the dispute. What that inevitably means is that people become dissatisfied because they know at this point that the time and money that they're spending trying to resolve this issue, and in my client's case, trying to remove herself from what she thought was an unviable partnership, could have been avoided if 12 months prior they had have sat down together with their legal representatives and negotiated really crystal clear partnership terms for a partnership agreement, which of course included a very clear exit strategy for any partner at any time that wanted to exit. Part of what that would mean is that there would be a formula, an agreed formula, in relation to valuing the business. So back to my example, by the time we've got to this point, there is huge dispute and huge disagreement between all of them about how to value the business, what constitutes goodwill, and what constitutes time and effort, one of them was saying, that they had contributed. And of course, that became uneven because they each thought that they were contributing 
differently to the other partners. In these circumstances, we as lawyers then need to refer to the relevant Partnership Act, so any legislation that exists in the absence of a written agreement, and that's not always necessarily favourable for the client that you're acting for. So what this is doing is ultimately costing each of the clients more money and they're becoming increasingly unhappy the longer that it goes on. The end result, yes, we got a resolution. Yes, we were able to reach an agreement whereby they were all able to walk away. Three stayed on and formed a different structure and my client was able to leave. But I do say none of the four were happy with the outcome. So they all thought they were entitled to more than what they ultimately were able to achieve. And that is the harsh reality of many of these types of disputes. Sadly, it could have been avoided if they had have had their documentation in place. So when clients come to me and they say, I've heard what you're saying, but I really think this is going to be okay. Really, Tracy, what's going to be the worst that can happen if we don't have this recorded in writing? She's my really good friend. We've been friends since preschool. I think we'll be okay. Those types of examples, the ones I've just shared with you, those are the types of examples that I draw on then in those circumstances. And I do then have to point out that when we are going into business with friends in those circumstances, it's even more critical, in my view, to make sure that everything's recorded properly in advance because we're risking more. It's not just business that we're risking in our time and money, but it's our friendship, which we so highly value. That's also at risk because if it does sour, in my experience, the stakes are high because the chances of maintaining or salvaging that really quality close friendship are compromised if things sour in the business. So that's the example I give and that's some context for you around what can go wrong and what the risks can be if you don't have your agreements recorded properly in writing in your business. I hope you have found that enjoyable. I hope you have found that interesting. As always, any questions, please feel free to reach out. That's what I'm here for and I'll catch you next week. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my annual legal checklist. You can grab your free copy by heading over to my website, tmsolicitor.com.au forward slash checklist. I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening.